I'm gonna hit the okay. record. This is the word is our, and we're doing the second interview, second podcast today, and it's five thirty. So I'm with my co-host Jackie, and we have Bartley. So Bartley, we're gonna ask you a couple questions: what you do, and why you like it. So let's okay. start. What do you do? Um, <laughs> I am a screenwriter, um, and I work primarily in the horror genre. Ooh. Oh, okay. How do you like that? I love it. Um, in fact, I think it's probably why I am a very calm, centered individual because I can get any frustrations out in my writing. <laughs> That's one way to do it, definitely. Yeah. And I also hear you're a graphic designer too. I am. I am. Um, I had come to California with no intention of pursuing um, graphic design work, though I had gone to school for that. Um, but I, I had a kind of, uh, you know, one of those situations where by the time I was done with school, I was so disenchanted with that. I wanted to do anything but art. <laughs> so oh, wow. I, I dove fully into writing. And um, my manager, Matt Chasen, once he found out that I had um, a background in graphic design, he told me, you know, when you work in the film industry and in Hollywood in general, you need to utilize every talent you have. And so mm-hmm. now I, 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 I do primarily writing and then um, I do uh, graphic design on the side. Well, we oh, got wow. to sit well with our graphic designer, Maxie Rodriguez. She's the one that does the logos that you see in the background and her shirt. This is her uh-huh. So she is uh, fantastic, but she is also on the shy, shy, shy side. So she's yeah. very quiet. But once you get to know her, she's a chatterbox. So sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she she was like you. She was almost going to give up on art. You know, we kept on pushing her and telling her, "No, you got it. You know, you got really talent. You know." Then she's like, ah, "I don't want to give up." She got her master's degree in graphic design, and you know, her art is really taking off. And she just got to have that little push. So right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I want to connect you guys because Jill will love your your artwork. Oh, that would be wonderful. Unless if you're already friends with her, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, gotta, we'll have to set that up and plug you guys. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so what? Oh, um, and as you I can have... see, I'm I am currently in my motel room. At the beginning of January, we had an electrical fire in our house, so we've been temporarily displaced while repairs are going on. Oh, <laughs> I was like, this is a terrible way to start. I thought all of the stuff from 2020 ended. <laughs> oh, no, I it's still it's- trickling over. Yeah. <laughs> I look at Texas. Texas has that um, snowstorm going on. And uh, the other day, somebody posted up, Texas is closed. Right. And um, my mom is uh, in southeast Missouri, and she said they've gotten like 12 inches of snow. Um, Wow. And and she said, I think the weather, the temperature right now with the windshield, it was like minus six degrees. I don't ever remember having a winter like that when I grew up in Missouri. (laughs) It never got that bad. That's wild. And we're sitting here, we're sitting here in our shorts and our tank tops and laughing at them. You know, <laughs> right. My mom is getting a weather update for me every day. She she sends me a text and she goes, "Well, 
it's snowing again and it's 11 degrees outside. How's the weather there? Mm, 65 and partly cloudy. It <laughs> flops yeah, and shorts. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's, it's amazing how dramatic the weather is, you know, like the difference oh, you yeah. know, from one area to the next. And it's like, we're not, it doesn't even feel like you'd be that far. It's not like they're on the yeah, other side of the world. We, and I tell people, we get Santa Ana winds, and they're like, what's that? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. My, my first uh, October in California, my fiance, he was outside sitting on the porch, and he peeked inside, and he goes, it smells like rain. And, and when we moved here, it was very dry. It was the middle of August. It was like 118 degrees. I didn't think there was anything, any such thing as rain anymore. You know, we came to the driest place on earth and he said, no, I'm telling you, it's going to rain, started to sprinkle. And then the next thing we know, the worst winds I have ever experienced just started and it actually scared me. I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) Santa Ana winds will get you. Yeah. It'll cast you, especially if you have sinus issues. Oh my God. That's the worst. You know, Mm -hmm. and those winds last week. Wow, those were really bad winds. Oh, oh I know. We went to our um, house to just check on the progress uh, for the repairs. And we have a lot of bamboo trees in our backyard, and the wind blew like 15 of them over. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Jeez. So we're going to have a lot of cleanup when we get back home. <laughs> it is crazy, you know? Yeah. Have they at least made some good progress on your home? Um, at this point, uh, they have run all new wiring throughout the entire house and so they're just at the point of getting that all connected and they have to get it inspected by the city and i think pg and e has to come and inspect it and then after that we're technically allowed to move back in because there's no more uh um risk of an electrical fire right we're just gonna have to deal with a lot of um unsavory uh aesthetics in the house because they've had to tear out part of the walls and ceilings to get Uh, the new wiring in so but at least we'll be back home (laughs) yeah at least you'll be home you can sleep in your own bed (laughs) so you like horror movies right so what is oh i do horror movie of all time my favorite horror movie of all time would probably be the original halloween um from 1978 good one that was I like I like those kinds that are more suspense than right. uh, gory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw that they're going to be making Chucky, another Chucky coming out this yep. year. Yeah, they're know? doing a new Chucky. No and, way. Oh, and wow. I think they're actually going to... Do you remember the movie I Know What You Did last summer? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. They're turning it into a TV series. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. That'll be really interesting. I think it will It will be, too, because it's got enough of a, an intriguing storyline mm-hmm. that you could stretch it out over the span of a, a series. Yeah, Are definitely. Is it going to be the same cast in the movies, or is it going to be totally different cast? Totally different cast. Um, and I'm not sure what uh, channel it's supposed to be on. I heard that it might be like an Amazon Prime um, exclusive. Okay, yeah. But I, I believe that the uh, James Wan, who did like the Insidious movies and 
um, Paranormal Activity. I believe he is uh, producing it. Oh wow! There so you that, see, I didn't know that, that you know, it's a good name attached to it. So I've got I've got high hopes for it. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing in this uh, Twilight Zone pandemic, Jackie calls it? <laughs> oh well, currently, um, I've just I've been writing a lot. In fact, more than I have in a couple of years because I've had absolutely nothing to do because for the <laughs> longest time, everything was shut down, you know, film productions. But the good news is if you're a writer, you can work from home. Right. And uh, the way I was told is I needed to have as much in my back catalog as possible because so much um, content had been consumed during the pandemic that when we come out of this, they're going to need a lot of new films. So yeah, I've just been writing. I think I've written about four or five scripts since the pandemic started. Do you think that the pandemic has been able to um, give you like, I don't know, any kind of inspiration just from everything that's been going on? It has, it has. And I actually started a, um, a screenplay that was inspired by the pandemic but I didn't want to do a virus movie because that's what everybody's going to do you know yeah I wanted to do a film that was more about the way people treat each other during a crisis like a pandemic you know when people become overly um overtly paranoid you know you can't even sneeze and somebody's going to think you know you've got this disease And what would happen if you're in a very small community that has been relatively untouched by this pandemic and then somebody like a little kid in um, someone's family while they're, you know, on a walk sneezes. It's not, they're not even sick. It's, you know, uh, dust particles in the air, but the, the community around them tries to kill them, you know, because we can't let this virus spread. We need to you know, eliminate it. And that's what I thought. I said, you know, if people were so terrified of getting a a disease, what, to what lengths would they go to contain it? Even if it wasn't even really there. That's relatable too. Mm -hmm. That is so relatable. Oh my God. What's the name of the movie? Protective Measures. Well, um, I'm only about, 40 pages into this one um so i'm not sure it's at the in the very early stages of writing and um i guess once i get at least a solid probably second draft um i'll send it out to my manager and um, my business partner and you know we'll kind of start shopping it around it's a little interesting because i like being a freelance writer um because it gives me a little more freedom but at the same time it's all about networking and getting to know the right people so that you can Mm -hmm. get your work in the right and that's been very hard because we have had no chance for networking events there's been no award shows any of that no conventions so it's been that part has been difficult and I do miss all of that because I loved being around all of my colleagues and getting to you know catch up on their new projects and that part I miss. I mean, I like being at home. I'm an, I am a homebody. I'm most comfortable <laughs> in my pajamas, curled up, you know, drinking coffee. But yeah, I occasionally I do like to get out and kind of let my hair down. <laughs> kind of kidding. <laughs> so, if you weren't even writing, what, uh, 
how long does it take you to write? Like, do you take breaks? Do you, you know, what's your downtime when you're not writing? Um, well, I'm, I, I'm a very much a dedicated, like if I start any kind of project, whether it's a writing or um, a, a design piece, I tend to work myself to death. Um, I don't like to stop much i i will spend an entire day at my computer um i've i've i knocked out one script i wrote um i finished a 80 page script in three days i only stopped to sleep and to go to the bathroom um but it kind it is almost like when i get an idea if i can't finish the story it it it's always going through my head it kind of it it I guess the right way, it's it's almost like, for lack of a better term, it's like being obsessed with something, you know, and right. it, it it's always knowing you. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I mean, um, you know, Jackie and I, we don't have no context sometimes. We just go like, you know, just whatever. And then, you know, we have a goal at it. We just have fun on the show and uh, we like mm-hmm. meeting interesting people. You know, mm-hmm. talking about uh, we just had Karen uh, Elaine on the on the show just before uh-huh. you, and then we had Michael last week. So yeah. you know, we like we like to talk about different stuff, and then it's interesting. They're like, oh yeah, we had doing this project, and they they're talking about Central Authority, which is coming up in I think March or April. Yeah. So you know, all these new projects, and they're talking that uh, that movie, like you said, it's about. What you can do it in pandemic time, so you know, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, I think that is actually pretty good. So, you know, I, I I'm not into horror movies myself. I'm more like comedy, romantic, action, you know, musical yeah. kind of type. I get the very first movie I ever watched was The Exorcist. I was twelve Ooh. years old. <laughs> that that one's a old. tough one. Yes. <laughs> I was coming down and we we were at a birthday party full of twelve teenagers, right? Just oh, let's right. watch it. As soon as that Linda Blair started started turning her head around, I started screaming. So <laughs> <Not> cool! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Exorcist is actually one movie that I've now watched it maybe three times in my entire life. But it was a long time before I watched it the second time because it bothered me so bad. It, it wasn't one of those movies that just like has a lot of jump scares. But after it's over, it sits with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it is just like a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. They said yeah. it was like the num- like one of the top number uh, movies of horror movies of all times. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh heck yeah! yeah. I believe that. I really enjoy watching those behind the scenes for that movie. Yeah. Just because how they would do things back then. Oh my gosh. Oh, and, 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 you know, and I miss that way of filmmaking because (sighs) a lot of things have gone to um, digital, you know, we're, we're in a very digital age now. Yeah. Right. But I think that some of the most effective effects in movies were the ones that were practical. You know, they had people behind the scenes pulling levers and strings, and and they would do know, it, it has flawlessly. Feel, yeah. Oh, that's that that's what's amazing. Nightmare on Elm Street. There you go. That was a good. One. Oh, oh yeah. yes, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's scary, and that because I, <laughs> I have nightmares. A lot of my ideas for my films 
come from something that I'll dream about, you know, and I, I retain that because if it scares me, I feel like it will probably scare other people because fears are pretty universal. Mm-hmm. Comedy's hard because not everybody thinks that the same thing is funny, but most people share common fears. Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy to tap into that, you know, and I'll scare myself when I write. And then, and then I know I've got something good because if it's freaking me out, I can't wait to see what people who you know outside are going to think of it. <laughs> I can only imagine how deep you must be at that point for you to be freaking your own self out as you write stuff. Like well, that whole process is just whew. well, because because everything I see a complete world in my head. Yeah, when I write. So as I'm writing it, I can, I know what my characters look like. I know what their house looks like and the shadows. And I know what the, the villain, whether it's a, a killer with a knife or a, um, a supernatural it. entity, but wow. I get into it because it's, it's almost like I'm watching a movie in my head. Right. So it, it, it is. And, and also for, um, motivation i'll put on um soundtracks from horror movies so i already have that creepy music playing in the background (laughs) oh my gosh how cool (laughs) it'd be like halloween practically all the time oh it it (laughs) is if i I had my way about it i probably would have some little bits of halloween up throughout the year (laughs) but i don't think that um aj my fiance i don't think he'd go for it (laughs) (laughs) just just change you know the outfit go with the seasons you know put a little uh easter thing going then switch it over and you know what you got (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so i'm anxiously awaiting september because that's usually at the beginning of september i start bringing things out slowly and Putting up something little here and there in the house. <laughs> so you're like one of those people. You wait, you wait. You're waiting for Halloween. Skip Christmas. Let's go to Halloween instead. <laughs> right. Though I will admit, I find Christmas to be quite enjoyable. I'm not big on the gifts because I mean, getting gifts is fine. But as I've gotten older, I've come, I've come to realize that by the time Christmas comes around, I don't need much, you know, I've gotten to an age where I'm more worried about what I need than what I want. Yep. But I do love the, uh, the, the family feeling that comes with Christmas because that's usually when you get to see everything. Now it was different this last year with COVID, Mm -hmm. but in general, that's what I like about it. I love being around friends and family because you know, they're the people who make your life whole. You know, right. you can have all of the your, the personal possessions in the world that you could imagine, but if you don't have a good support system behind you, it doesn't mean anything. Nope. And so it should true. be like that all year, but sometimes, you know, we all get so busy, but it does seem like during the Christmas season, everybody just kind of takes a breather and you kind of remember, you know, yeah. what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it is. Yeah, it just basically this year it was me and my mom and dad and the dogs, you know. It was a, just a small little Christmas. We were supposed to go to uh, Sacramento, but unfortunately, like you said, pandemic. Right. It's hard and 
you know, we were hoping like maybe 2021 would be the, you know, a better year for us. But I, I see like ice storms. I see, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I do believe we're heading in the right direction with the the virus. Finally. But oh, finally, yeah. <laughs> finally. But I still think we have a long road ahead of us. I mean, they're the the health experts are still saying that it's probably not going to be until what July until we have mm-hmm. enough vaccinations for everybody yeah. in the country. So, you know, I, I don't think 2021 is going to be a complete wash, but I think it's, we have to recover from last year. So this is going to be the recovery year. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Right. I see. And I know it that next month they uh, finally got, uh, approval for people with disabilities at high risk mm-hmm. people who have diabetes they're going to get their shots next month uh march 15th so yeah that is a thing so you know uh we were fighting for that the awareness show actually partnered up with the, the state uh state disability council to help them push you know to get the next line and that's what people don't understand is that people with disabilities and people who are at high risk or who are type 2 diabetes you know, they need to get their shots too because they want to go out. They want to have fun. It's no fun staying at home. So it's like exactly. You know, so it's like um with uh with AJ, um he has valley fever, which he'll oh, never wow. get rid of. So it's a chronic illness. Um, what is valley fever? Yeah, anyway? what is that? Oh, um, so we live in Bakersfield, so we're we're kind of in um in this little valley here and mm-hmm. we have a terrible terrible air quality really here because every bit of pollution that comes from sacramento north of us and los angeles south of us it ends up making its way into the valley where we live but it gets stuck here oh, and wow. so that makes the air quality really bad so it's bad for your lungs but also in the soil here there are these spores that cause valley fever and it's only in this area and on a really windy day if you happen to be outside and you breathe in the dust it can give you valley fever which is a it's a lung disease oh man yeah i mean it's treatable but you never get rid of it so he's technically a high risk um candidate yeah yeah well, I didn't know about valley fever. I was like, and that's basically what the word show is about. It's like different causes and events and rare diseases. And that's a new disease I didn't know about. So yeah. it's interesting. So, you know. The, and and um, we found out because he's got family in Tennessee. He almost, it, there won't be much treatment option for him when he's not here because it's so specific to the region. It's right. in medical journals, but it's not well known. They don't have the proper treatment protocols in other states. Does that make it difficult for him to travel then? Well, as long as he's got his medication, um, you know, fully uh, a full supply of it before he goes, he would be fine. But oh, okay. he wouldn't, you know, moving if he ever wanted, you know, for whatever reason we ever needed to move back, it would be a little harder for him. Though they did say over time, if we ever were to move, like say we moved to Los Angeles, over time his lungs would repair themselves because the less you're exposed to the air here after you get it, 
the it's almost like when you quit smoking. Oh you wow! Ones may not be one hundred percent, but they do improve. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's hopeful. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Cap Lejeune with the water, where they have benzene and the chemicals in the water. Oh, um, it's um, something to do with environmental issues. Um, mm-hmm. That movie, what is it? Eric Brockovich. Anyways, fast forward. Um, some people who drank the water back in the 60s developed cancer, they developed kidney problems, um, you know, and they developed other issues. And so it's interesting because that's how you were just saying. So it's only in that one little area. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know it about Kevlajun and what the water, what they put in the water back in the 60s mm-hmm. or 50s. You know, it's crazy. So, yeah. it, it, you know, um, I got diagnosed myself at the age of 30. It's called 22Q11. No one in my family has it. It's a tiny piece of a chromosome. And it's just like Down syndrome, but you've got 200 symptoms, right? At the mm-hmm. time, my grandfather was stationed at Camp Lejeune. So my mom's thinking that it could be an environmental health issue, you know, kind of like what you're saying. Oh. Right. But with Camp Lejeune. And so it's, it's interesting how you said it because this is like, oh, okay, so other people can have, you know, different valley fever, they could have this, and nobody in the family has it, you know, it's just, right. yeah, it's, it's so it's um it depends on what's in the water what's in the air you could get all kinds of different diseases jackie so that's something you should definitely be aware of yeah, yeah you, just, you just never know how you're gonna get something yeah and it it, it it's kind of crazy how a lot of the things that have affected the health of you know, are the citizens of this country have come from man-made issues. Yeah, right. that part. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 there's studies about, I mean, think about the things that they used to put in deodorant, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, that, I think it's been linked to Alzheimer's. You know, right. <laughs> it's crazy. Things that we yeah. never would think could harm us end up years down the road, you find out, oh, well, maybe... <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I feel like that makes trying things so sketchy because you just never know. Yeah, right. Or like take the risk. Up out of nowhere, so you're like, what's that? So, and then you do research. Oh, so it's in the air, or it's in the water, or it's in the trees. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you got to give a take, and like I'll, I always tell Lee, Kara before, there's over seven thousand different diseases out there. And this is probably the rarest one, valley fever, because mm-hmm. how many people get valley fever? You know, I'd have to look at the statistics. Um, but uh, actually, there's a billboard in the middle of town. This is when, when we first moved here. I'm thinking, what is valley fever? But it's they have billboards up all over town um, warning people about it. Um, oh. Yeah, so... But it's also one of those things, if you're born in Bakersfield and raised here, you develop immunity to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It primarily affects people who are foreign to the area. Right. Jeez. Yeah. That should be like a horror movie right there. Valley Fever. That's not right. fair. 
Uh, and then have like the zombies coming out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking shit. Michelle. You know, I, it, 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 it wouldn't be the most far-fetched movie idea that they've ever produced. <laughs> right you, can, you can have my idea. You can have it. <laughs> no, Bradley, I, I, where can we find you? How yeah. do we well, find um, you? I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, and all of my handles are just the same as my name. Brantley J. Brown. Um, in fact, AJ makes fun of me for it because he says at home, at home, I'm Brantley. But my <laughs> professional life, I'm I'm Brantley J. Brown. <laughs> that's okay, though. It is, you know. Um, yeah. That's, that's the, the real deal behind the when, when I go out to to events and I meet people, I'm the professional. I'm, you know. Uh, <laughs> In fact, I we used to go places and I would tell him, have fun, meet people. Just remember, you're here with me and I'm here for work. So don't embarrass me. <laughs> yeah. So you got to yeah. emphasize. Yeah. <laughs> now, are your movies on Amazon Prime, Netflix? Um, I currently uh, have, um, I work for, with. Oh, I co-own a little um, production company called Horror House Media. Um, and we are currently, we have a channel on YouTube and we have four short films um, that we've done so far and they are all available on YouTube. And we uh, actually three of them have won awards. Our very first one that we did in, at the end of 2018 has won 11 awards so far. Oh my gosh. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, thank you. <laughs> and uh, we have an anthology feature film coming out this year on Tubi. It's called uh, Dark Lullabies. So it's just a collection of short films. Um, So I'm excited about that. My first feature film officially getting released. (laughs) Just let me me know we got 10 minutes so we'll kind of of wrap it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Tubi, I have Tubi on my app. Do you have Tubi, uh, Jackie? I do not. This is actually the first time I hear about it. Uh-oh. Oh, it's cool. It's owned by Fox. So <laughs> it's it's Fox's streaming service, one of their streaming services, and it's all free, but it's ad-supported. But they have movies and TV shows and everything on it. It's really cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So can oh, we I do have, have one question, though. Yeah. Nope. So I saw that you do a little bit of acting. Do you a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Do you ever act in in your films? Like, do you ever jump in and will we see you in some of this stuff yeah um i've been in two of them just very small you know sort of background roles but one of them um i did a valentine's themed film called love me not about a girl who had basically had her heart broken so many times that she went crazy so she killed all of her exes oh my god and (laughs) Um, that wasn't the twist I was expecting right now. <laughs> kills all of her exes and arranges them around a dinner table with her current boyfriend, who she's got bound and gagged at the end of the table. Oh my gosh. And I was one, of, actually, AJ was too. We were two of the dead bodies there at the table. Um, oh, and, cool. and at one time, she picks me up and dances with me as she's, you know, listening to the music and she's 
talking, but yeah, that one was fun to do. I had to to have all of this gunk on my head because it was made to look like she had bashed my head in with a hammer. So (laughs) it was, it was very cold and it gets sticky because the, the, the movie blood is, is like corn syrup and cocoa and all of that to give it that right look and texture. That's like an Alfred Hitchcock. uh, (laughs) uh, To make the brains, we took, we did very independent filmmaking stuff here. We took ramen noodles and boiled them and then put them in jello and then kind of just crumbled it up and that's what we used for the brains that's cool (laughs) that's clever we're gonna have to leave on this at that note but bradley we want you to come back on the show oh please i love that yeah you would like to have uh you know talk about what your how your projects are doing you know Mm -hmm. talk about the movie valley fever i don't know yeah (laughs) Yeah, and um, you know, and Michael and I, um, we we're business partners. Um, he directs a lot of what I write, and right. we've got we've got a lot of things kind of brewing for this new year. We're actually going to do a new short film. Um, as soon as my house is repaired, we're going to use it as the set. Okay. Uh, so in the next couple of months, we'll be doing a new film, and then we've got a couple of feature films that we're developing. So. We'll have a lot to talk about industry-wise uh, yeah. you know, as the year yeah, progresses. I'm excited about it. Maybe we could have you two on together and talk about it, see how it goes. Oh, yeah, that that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael's right. great. He was one of the first friends I made here in California. And from that friendship, you know, grew this uh, business partnership. And it, it's it's been really, really good. We've done a lot of interesting things. So, That's unfortunately. Great. Our time is up, Jackie. So we're gonna have. <laughs> it was well, so much fun talking to you, Brantley. Thank yeah. you. It was so much fun. Yeah. I enjoyed okay, myself. I'll, I'll next time, as soon as uh, possible. All right. Talk to you very soon, hopefully. Yes. Bye. 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 Bye.